0: Back here on Sports 1140, KHDK, of course, Kings basketball coming up tonight as the Kings get the Charlotte Hornets. And uh, speaking of Hornets, we're going to be talking about this with Joe Davidson. I mean, Joe Davidson has been covering local sports forever, does the best job for it, Sacramento B. Uh, Joe, earlier today I saw a, kind of a bombshell, I thought. Coach Katz, a figurehead, just the mainstay for Sacramento State basketball. You dropped that news that uh, he will no longer be coaching at the Hornet program. What do you know?
1: Well, Jason Ross, it's good to join you. Um, um, he is—he's—he's he's tired. He's worn out. He's, he's concerned about health um, concerns and has stepped down. Um, and this is a guy who was getting ready for his 14th season. He was the winningest coach in Sac State's Division One era, uh, 1991 current. Um, terrific guy, terrific coach. Known him forever uh, did some great work, including graduating 98% of his players over 13, 14 seasons, which is remarkable. And oh, by the way, they had the poorest facilities in all of division one college basketball and, um, didn't have a ton of winning seasons, but didn't have horrible seasons either. And, um, you know just uh I know he was on a contract year and uh, he just feels this is the best thing to do for his family and his own sanity and the one thing about Brian Katz uh, Jason is he coaches hard he loves hard, but he takes it hard mm. and he he's an emotional guy and you know not a Bobby Knight emotional guy, but um, loss is a hurt um and contract extensions hurt uh, when he doesn't get them and those kind of things. So, uh, tough news for the Hornets. Brandon Laird, longtime assistant coach, local product from El Camino High School, uh, is the interim coach. And uh, I think they'll be in good hands uh, for, this, for this season. And he might coach his way right into that position long term.
0: Yeah, I guess for him, it's what, working on the job. I mean, he obviously the program knows him. Coach Katz was comfortable, and he's been a great assistant for him. So maybe they'll look similar in the short term, and then I guess Brandon will put his fingerprints on the team over time.
1: That's exactly right. And he – you know, with this kind of transition, you, you got to keep somebody in house. Uh, and Grand Laird's a the assistant head coach for a long time, class guy. Um, and, and, and and State's got some talent. They got a lot of local talent. And there's been criticism over the years unfairly. You know, how come Sac State doesn't offer local guys? They offer a lot of local guys, but sometimes they move on, same as in football. You know, I've talked about that. And uh, they have some local guys. And uh, so tough tough news for the Hornets within in family. Um, And, you know, there's designs to try to get a better facility, a better venue. Uh, But a lot of that is tied to donor money. And UC Davis has fabulous basketball facilities because of donor money. And so does Oregon. And so does uh, Boise State, you know, even smaller cities.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, when I think of Coach Katz, obviously, as you said, great person, great coach, takes takes everything kind of with him. Um, I think of his legacy as very successful. With all the things kind of going against him, that team always competed. I know when talking to other coaches in the Big Sky, they never look forward to playing Sacramento State because they're as well coached and a tough team. So I-, I feel like he maximized everything he possibly could out of that
1: program. Well, he did a great job, and you know, a lot of seasons: fifteen wins, fourteen losses, sixteen uh, wins, thirteen losses, and. You know when you don't have, and we know how recruiting goes, Jason Ross. You know, you, a kid goes to a campus and he's wowed by the facilities, and then at that state he may not be overwhelmed by the facilities, but they would, they were moved by his message and they were going to graduate you and uh, and those kind of things. So um, the guy is a winner um, and he's uh, he's doing everything. His, his number one thing in his life is his wife Lori, and and she she was telling me uh, through social media direct messaging that um, we, we need to get the coach and happy and Mm -hmm. back on track and uh you know how wives are. Remember uh, Vicky Volek, Don uh wife, the section. She said, "You don't. You're not going to coach anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you need to uh, live life." And, uh, and sometimes the wives make those decisions, and, and for all the right reasons. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's transition, Joe, to what you're going to be covering tonight and over the next couple of weeks. High school football playoffs are here, so now we got all those coaches that are going through the stress tonight. Uh, best matchup that you're kind of looking for. Um, let's let's start with tonight. What's what's your your favorite matchup you you got on the uh, card tonight?
1: You know, so we have seven divisions, 80 teams, uh, largest school to smallest schools, uh, everybody ramping up. You're right. The coaches are starting to look ashen and gray. <laughs> you know, they're, they're doing film 24-7. <laughs> and even the, the smallest schools have some great brackets. Uh, I'm going to check out a Division two game here in the Oak Grove Unified School District. So we're going to have uh, – um, Wood Creek of Roseville is going to play at Monterey Trail. Monterey Trail is the team that bounced full swim in the 2019 Division One playoffs. Veer running game, run, run, run. Coach T.J. Ewing's done great things. So I'm going to check that out. Um, we got guys all over the place uh, checking out games, including um, Jim Packett's going to check out uh, uh, Golden Valley Merced at Sac High tomorrow. Uh, so we got games. Uh, we're going to. I think we're going to cover six or seven games. The most the beat is done. Yeah. And- mm. 25 years, so we're loving that because the, the area is, is warrants a good coverage.
0: Absolutely, and I know teams have buy. Like, I know when we started the season, everything kind of always seems to start with Folsom. They didn't have the perfect year, still a really good year. you know They have a buy, uh, still a, a major threat in D1?
1: Always, always. As long as they're going to play football out there, they'll be a, a major threat. Um, and Folsom started 6-0 and this season and just looked dominant. Coach Paul Doherty had his guys uh, just raring to go, and then they just got thumped by... De La Salle, no shame there. De La does that for everybody around here. it's 45-0 lifetime against this section. Um, but the big issue in that game some four weeks ago, Jason, was that Tyler Tremaine, the star quarterback, got got his shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder, banged up. So Folsom wound up losing three of its final four. Tyler Tremaine is going to be back for the playoffs. He's a difference maker. But the real team to look for, there's two of them, I think, and, and they're seated right in Division One, And that's Rockland 10-0 rolling right along. Best team since 2009, including a 40 7 win over Folsom. And then Jays with the number two team, uh, number two seed, nine game winning streak. Well, how can they be seeded ahead of Folsom, you know, since uh, Folsom beat them? Yeah, that was in a season opener a long time ago. Um, so we'll see. And, and people complain about brackets all the time, you know, coaches or administrators or players. Uh, hey, you're in the playoffs. And so just do something about it. And yeah. so we'll win. Um, there's, a, there's a selection committee that crunches strength of schedule wins and losses and all that nobody's against anybody to go out and play
0: but if that's it joe for the d1 that just sounds good rockland one jesuit two Folsom three that's loaded
1: yeah and then edison stockton four and then saint mary's of stockton (laughs) has won eight in a row uh and so that's a uh, sheldon is a terrific team so and mcclatchy's in that field too in the playoffs for the first time since 1996 the longest ended playoff route for this year so um Really good, and in Division Two, really quick, you got Central Catholic Modesto nine and one, including a win over St. Mary's. Uh, Granite Bay um, is the uh, number two seed in um, Division Two, and Granite Bay just beat Folsom. So you got you know Elk Grove, Monterey Trail, uh, Whitney, Vacaville, Antelope is nine and zero. So you know the days that people thought that Division Two was a big drop off that ended ten years ago. It's been really mm-hmm. good.
0: Talking with Joe Davidson of the Sacramento Bee. Joe, we just had a great example in Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves, let's say. I mean, they were fine, a fine regular season team. They played the best baseball at the right time, got hot and went through, and they're World Series champs. to get a parade, and they're uh, immortalized forever. Is there a team right now that, yeah, okay, they had a decent, nice regular season, but whether it's injuries or playing right, uh, playing well right now, that you kind of have your eye on that, oh, watch out for this team once they get
1: to the playoffs? Uh, and Elk Grove, and, and it's hard to call Elk Grove at 6-3 a, a dark horse because Elk Grove won the 2019 Division II section championship. We didn't have a season in 2020 pandemic, um, but is a sixth seed in Division II, terrific run game. Uh, running is still allowed in high school football, uh, which is great. That's what Jesuits done. That's what Monterey Trail is doing. That's what Baylor South has done for 40 years. And so Elk Grove has two terrific runners. Uh, Ethan Archuleta is the quarterback who's got 1,000 yards. Zeke Burnett another terrific running back. He's got a 1,000-yard and He's committed to Sac State, and that kid is dynamite. So Sac State getting a nice local gym there. So I would I would go with El Grove as a dark horse, though they've never been a dark horse. But mm-hmm. if you're a 16, then, then we're calling you a dark horse.
0: You know, I've known you for so long, and just hearing you know, you love this, don't you? You absolutely love what you do.
1: Yeah. You know, I um, I, I went to full circle last Thursday. I went to a, a football game in Dixon. And they played a Thursday night game and it's natural grass. And it brought me back uh, when I started at the Davis enterprise in the mid eighties. And I was this 18 year old uh, from the Oregon mountains, living with my dad, stepmom, and Davis. I was going to find a journalism job. I was going to go to college. And I started at the Davis enterprise And Dixon was my beat. And they lost <laughs> all 17 varsity games. I covered and they still <laughs> let me come back. Um, but I talked about how it was such a neat thing. Then, and to me it's still a neat thing. And and you know, I did Kings for yeah. You know, when the Kings were rolling, I I kinda helped our Kings coverage and with our great staff and uh but was looking forward to getting back to doing local stuff. I'm gonna be covering Kings on Sunday. For, um, for Jason Anderson, um, who's got an unexcused absence, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then there's, there's value. You're very similar because you do sack State radio podcasts. Yeah. You do Kings pregame, postgame. You do your talk radio, but you've got a, a pulse on the local colleges and the local high schools. And what makes, to me, the most sustained program of excellence in all these years here is not the Kings. It's been high school football. Yeah. Small schools, medium schools, large uh, and it still rolls along. So, yeah, I, I still get a kick out of it. Um, I understand what coaches go through. Parents could be relentless. Um, you know, everybody's got a conspiracy theory and this and that, but uh, I, pr- I think coaches at the high school level, um, Jason, are, are the most uh, unsung heroes. They really make an impact, whether it's a 0 foot league team or at Grant or at Burbank or at Oak Grove. A coach really – helps mold the young lives of, of kids and those kids as tough as they may look in the social media pictures they want to be coached mm. they want to be led and so kudos to that and this area has added some 30 high schools in the last 30 years because of growth um, it hasn't watered it down any Jason it's gotten stronger
0: what's cool too for you I'm sure doing this this long is now you've run into people you covered that become coaches or people that you've covered that you now cover their kids uh, it, it's just and just you keep the relationships and the stories, whether it's people that have moved on to college or beyond. I just think your connections and how you've done this so long in one area, has got to be really rewarding for you.
1: It, it is, and that's how I learned about Brian Katz. His family reached out uh actually A men's basketball coach stepping down. And, and I have found over the years that the, the best, most informed people in high school football are the moms. Mm. You know, the coaches, the <laughs> coach's wife, the, the quarterback's mom, the nose guard's mom. And they are so appreciative of coverage. And I always throw linemen in there because, you know, linemen are critical, right? Right. And they will keep you posted. Um, and I love that. And we always joke that, hey, we can't be bought. But when they hand you a package of cookies, I say, well, we, can, we, we can't starve either.
0: Yeah, cookies always <laughs> work, Joe. Cookies <laughs> always do. work.
1: Without fail. You
0: getting any cookies tonight? At uh, Where are you going? Wood Creek, Monterey Trail? Anybody giving you cookies?
1: Well, they better. I'll go march somewhere else and go take my <laughs> business elsewhere.
0: <laughs> um, also, the uh, colleges, I know you cover that. UC Davis, you cover Sac State. We'll start with uh, UC Davis. They got a road game uh, at Northern Arizona this week. What a great season Coach Hawkins and the Aggies are having. We're, we talked about it a few weeks ago. where We're, we're kind of setting up for just a monster of a causeway. Uh, but what do you what do you see with the Davis program right now as uh, playoffs look pretty good for them?
1: Yeah, Coach Hawkins is doing great work. Um, in 2018, they won a share of the Big Sky Conference. Uh, Sac State did it in 2019. You kind of just teach. So we may have those two teams. Battling for a big sky here on the causeway in a couple of weeks. I think that's awesome. And um, what Hawkins has done is, is is something I've never seen around here at any level. Really, is he's using three quarterbacks: Miles Hastings, Hunter Rodriguez, Trent Hopkins. They're all good friends. They all support each other, and it's working. It's unusual. It's not normally the blueprint. Um, they play great defense. They've outscored teams. I think like 98 to six in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the big sky is, is there's trap games everywhere. And uh, a few weeks ago, when um, the Aggies lost at Idaho, a stunner in the big sky, and so it happens. And you just covered, you just did the radio call. Sac State had to squeak past northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, you know, trap games everywhere. And the one thing I know about northern Arizona at home, in their sky dome down there, you've been down there. When, when, when they, uh, Lumberjacks score a touchdown, some guy fired up a chainsaw and yes. cuts a little bit of wood. I mean, yeah. How cool is that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a crazy sight to see. I mean, it is. And so, yeah, that's a tough one for them. And then even their finish, Eastern's on the horizon. Eric Berry is an incredible quarterback for Eastern and, of course, the Causeway. So the Aggies, they've already earned what they've done. I mean, they're a top-10 team. Um, if they can finish strong, I think they'll be really playoff-tested.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the big, big game you just alluded to. Eastern Washington, Eric Berry, seems like he's been around forever, um, just super fast. He, he reminds me of Tyler Murray of the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals, just mm-hmm. a dynamic speed, playmaker. People believe in him, and he devastates teams. Um, they had a stunning upset loss to Weber State. That's what this conference will do. Uh, and Weber State has been a power but had struggled a little bit this season. And, um, uh, and Sac State doesn't have to play. Eastern Washington, but Sac State had the big game at Montana. You were there. Montana was number five, won that game, so yeah, I have to bounce a heavyweight to be in line for a conference championship, and I think that the Aggies are uh, at home, great clouds. Uh, I think they, they, can, they can run the table right into the causeway, and then that's a toss-up.
0: Yeah, how about the Hornets? I know you, you see them, too. You go to most all their games at home. They're at home this weekend against Cal Poly, a program, by the way, that I think behind Bo Baldwin and Coach Wolf down, they're going to get it. They just have to go through this transition of being that triple option team to kind of a more traditional team. And they'll get there. That's a great school. Um, But, yeah, Cal Poly and uh, Sac State on Saturday.
1: Yes. And Sac State, um, you know, trust the process. The old cliche, you know, one game at a time. You can't stumble here. I mean, Sac State's won five in a row, um, number 16 in the country. Um, I'm amazed since Troy Taylor took over as head coach before the 2019 season, 12-1 in the big sky. It's incredible. And that's amazing. And that's a tough tough conference. I I think we agree that it's the best conference in college football at the FCS level. And so to do that, uh, eight wins in a row, I think, in in the big sky. So Sac State has to protect home court, so to speak. Uh, It's going to be an emotional game for some people who know Greg Knapp, mm-hmm. uh, the beloved uh, longtime NFL assistant coach who, who died in a bike riding accident this summer. I've known him forever. Um, just a sweet guy, uh, was a Sac State um, player in the mid to late 80s, longtime assistant coach. So that's, you know, they're honoring Greg Knapp. Um, Bobby Fresquez is on the coaching staff. He, he, he knows him well. Um, and so it's neat how Sac State's doing a nice job of, of, of collecting the, the community, the, the the people from yesteryear as honorary captains or people to honor and recognize because it is Sacramento's team, and UC Davis does a great job with that is bringing alums back into the fold. So um, you know, Sac State's got this two quarterback situation that's yeah. working. Asher O'Hara, Jake Dunaway, and even Troy Taylor, the coach, says I've never done it, I never thought about doing it, but it works and it works because the two quarterbacks are buddies and they back each other. You cannot fake that. You can't fake friendship, and uh, otherwise it would divide the team. And yeah. it's, it's worked.
0: Yeah, it really has. To kind of tie it all together, uh, in your high school coverings, you mentioned earlier one of the guys at uh, Sac State is going to land as a recruit for Mel Crow, but just how, how are the Aggies and the Hornets recruiting amongst some of the, the playoff teams you're going to be watching here in high school?
1: They do a great job. They, they both have – you know, it's, it's allowed to have recruits come on campus for a game. And so both local colleges had a ton of local kids come by their games, um, you know, as, as recruit day. And so it gives those recruits a chance to take a peek. And, you know, my message to recruiters, go where you're wanted, go where it fits. Everybody wants to play in the Pac-12 or, you know, uh, the Big Ten or whatever it might be or across the country. Hey, it, you know, FCS Division One, AA football, Sac State, UC Davis, and the Big Sky, is big time. Those scholarships are just as worthy, and sometimes there's value in staying put. But go where you want it. And so, don't dismiss local college football, including local junior college football. You know, everybody wants a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So Jason, the, the math never adds up. There are hundreds of thousands, if not a million, you know, millions of high school kids who want scholarships, and there's only thousands of scholarships. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot of kids. That's why only 1% of high school kids get full athletic scholarships for any sport 1%. That's how, that's how hard it is.
0: It's amazing. But I, I love the job you've done and continue to do everyone over there at the B and, and Joe, there's still time. Anybody going out to see uh Wood Creek and Monterey trail, bring Joe cookies, please. Come on.
1: Yeah. I, I come on. We, 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 we we're on deadline. We need to fuel the system. And, and you know, and kudos to you. You've been doing this 27, 28 years. And look how far things have changed. We didn't have the internet when we first started. I mean, how did we get by I know it. without cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> how would you have gotten a hold of Hey, Joe, can you do a segment with me? Yeah. I mean, would you have sent a letter? A uh, carrier yeah, so pigeon or something. A, yeah, your people get a hold of my people and we'll, <laughs> and we'll figure it out. I just
0: got to find my people. <laughs> That'd be too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe, great work! It's always awesome talking to you. Uh, you going to be at Sac Day game on tomorrow?
1: I will see you there. And uh, we only have one plea. I think we both agree: no rain. No, oh, no. Please, on any Friday or Saturday until January. We, That's we right. We want good crowds and uh, and, and you know, let's go. And we invite you come out and watch some good footballs. Good prize. Great, great talent. Um, at ECD at um, SAC state games are televised or on ESPN plus it's reflective of how good the big sky is. Yeah. Really cool.
0: It really is. Joe, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You bet. Thanks Jason. Joe Davidson joining us here on the show. We appreciate him again. Does amazing work. I mean, Joe's been just a fixture, a mainstay in this community for years. And whether it's covering uh, junior colleges, high school colleges, as he said, the Kings, I remember when Joe was on that beat helping out for years. Um, Just one of the great people in our industry and um, has found that niche and has just done a a great, great job. But all over the place today, man, how about that news with Coach Katz at Sac State and certainly uh, the high school playoffs going on tonight. So enjoy those if you get a chance to get out there. But, of course, we got Kings basketball coming up here in just a little bit. We're going to have game night uh, in just a few moments, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Scott Marsh, well, he's, uh, as we talked about, Davis a few moments ago. He is going to be traveling today or is traveling today with the football team, so they're at Northern Arizona tomorrow, a game that could be heard right here on KHTK. I'll be uh, sliding in here to game night in just a few moments with the high flyer, Henry Turner, as we uh, continue to uh, kind of talk more about this Kings and Hornets game and the NBA and all sorts of things coming up this weekend. So game night is uh, coming your way very, very shortly. It'll be an interesting weekend. I, I look forward to being back on Monday, too, on the show because we'll have two Kings games to reevaluate, you know, tonight against Charlotte, Sunday against Indiana, and then a busy football weekend and those huge games that we talked about earlier for the 49ers, uh, an opportunity here that, you know, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, um, how available it will they play, that kind of situation. Um, but just those guys being banged up and can the Niners take advantage of it and really that season saving or kind of mood saving win this last weekend. Second half, big, strong second half by Garoppolo and the uh, Niners to get that win over the Bears. Uh, that's important. And then the Raiders traveling across country, not playing a great team and the Giants, but just everything they had to endure this week. Uh, emotional stuff that came out of Raiders, as you would understand. Look, we all look at this from a perspective of what happened with Henry Ruggs and – um not even trying to necessarily feel for him. A life was lost here, right? That's how the most important part here can't be lost is the fact that someone died senselessly. Didn't have to happen. But when you put yourself in the shoes of the Raiders players who knew Henry Ruggs, and you heard the comments this week coming out from that locker room of, you know, this is a foolish decision. We've all made mistakes, but this one is a catastrophic one. And just by so many levels, it just keeps getting exponentially worse. On what he did, but that was a teammate, maybe a friend, um a brother, someone you knew, someone you were close to who impacted someone else's life and in turn impacted their lives I mean it has it's not easy to have to see this and go through this, and it just it'll be an interesting way to see how the Raiders just play football this week if they can with heavy hearts obviously on on a life being lost in their community, and then the life changed forever of of them, but even Henry Ruggs and other people around him so. Pretty awful scenario there. All right. With all that being said, uh, we do have game night coming your way in a moment. Let's wrap things up, though, with the crossover from The Morning Show. What's happening on the Carmichael Dave Show? Let's find out right now with the crossover. Can you it? Here's today's crossover. Crossover time. Jason Ross, since we're reminiscing about retirements and all that, let's just stay here and make everybody feel terrible going into the weekend. Current actors or actresses, or just actors, let's say over 60 years old, let's qualify this. Now, I'm a big believer of celebrating those with us while they're still with us, not just when they pass, but I am curious, those that are 60 or above and still with us, what passing do you think will hit you the hardest? Wow, Dave, you went went for it. You went kind of dark there. Um, But it's a good question, an interesting question. Someone over 60, you know, this is going to, well, I'll I'll just answer it honestly. As you said it, you know, the name that would have come to my mind at one point, and this is how lives can change and lives change. For me, it probably would have been someone like Bill Cosby, but things changed dramatically, right? We know where he is uh, now and how his life and the impact he's had on people's lives in a, a severely negative way. Um, Tom Hanks was a name that jumps out, uh, certainly. Um, I think back though, man, you're right about the impact that even just before when someone of note that we don't really know, but a famous person, those, those lives can hit you. I mean, Michael Jackson, I remember when that happened, um, Chris Farley, Robin Williams. Those were a couple that you just, I don't know, even Philip Seymour Hoffman. I remember just like totally being surprised, um, it's too bad. I've said it, and it's kind of been the theme this week, talking about Henry Ruggs and his situation. It's the, precious, the best gift we have is life. And so I try to enjoy it every minute I can. That's almost impossible to do, but you try to. Look for all the good things and the best things that we have. There's plenty of negative out there, probably too much, really too much for me, but I try to find the positive, the good, the enjoy uh, of, of people, of family, of friends, of sports, um, of work of the great things. So I hope all those things for all of you out there uh, come to fruition this weekend, that you have a great weekend. Uh, you enjoy your, your team's win, whatever that might be. The little joy that brings a lot of us and some probably too much joy. Um, but a Kings basketball is coming your way tonight. We will have game night coming your way next. Uh, thanks to our guest, Joe Davidson to Sam Farber as well. We're back on Monday with a full show, but I'm back in just moments with a high flyer, Henry Turner for game night right here on sports. 1140 and 40 ya.